Get ready. It's time for Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's late night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On King of OX. And welcome to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. Should have been here Monday night, but I was on my deathbed and uh, <laughs> magically have arisen from it. Uh, had a, had a, my first bout with COVID. Uh, Michael Kelly's out of town. There's something you don't see every day. But joining me right here is Braxton Payne, our good buddy. He's the king of pain. <laughs> he's our man with what's trending every Monday night. But he's in for two hours tonight. Brax, thanks for coming in. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm feeling great. I'm glad you're feeling better. It's good to be here on a nice uh, Wednesday. It's ha- We're halfway through the week already. We are. It's Wednesday. It's the old hump day. I'm not used to being here at the Voice of St. Louis on a Wednesday night, but here I am. I uh, had a really unfortunate experience on the way in this evening. Oh, Please tell. Please tell. So, you know, the, I had COVID. It didn't affect my appetite, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm coming down here tonight, and, you know, Michael usually buys dinner. And uh, so I got no Michael to buy dinner, and I hadn't eaten. Uh, Georgian's watching the granddaughter, so I'm um, thinking I got to eat something. And I, so I, I don't do this very often, Brax. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled into McDonald's Golden Arches. Ooh. And um, and I said I'll have uh, I'll have the Big Mac. I remember the mm. Big Mac being uh, it's a staple. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's their bad. signature it's an dish. America's food. Yeah. And I don't know what's happened out there. These people can't build Big Macs anymore. I I've got this thing. <laughs> I I pulled over at the True Value right there to eat uh, at the Ace True Hardware Ace Hardware whatever it is, and uh, I pulled this sucker out of the little <laughs> box that came in, and it's all it's all. Caddy Quampus in in there, and then you got the two all beef patties. You got the sauce and the mm-hmm. lettuce and the cheese, the pickles, the onions, the sesame seed bun, and they're all out of all out of whack. And I picked it up and I took a bite, and the whole thing disintegrated. I mean, it was like. It, but it's did it still have the flavor though? The flavor was whatever, but <laughs> and then now you got the stuff all over you, Michael Kelly. How are you down in Florida, buddy? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, yeah, right. pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Yeah, I could have lived without that. Uh, so, uh, what's happening down there? So, listen, right now I am sitting next to uh, former alderman Jack Coder, huh. who uh, I ran into in a restaurant this evening. Wow! And hey, John. Hey, Jack. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, it's, I'm not as good as you guys. I can assure you of that. And so uh, I've been absolutely delightful. I played yeah. golf today. How'd it was shoot? the worst round. Ooh. Not well, but I had fun. Uh-huh. And the weather was delightful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, uh, I'm just uh, a happy dude right now, John Hancock. But I will be in downtown St. Louis before noon tomorrow morning. Think about that. Wow. Yeah, and it's going to be 65 here tomorrow. You'll you'll feel like you just stepped out of the old uh, place there in Florida. Uh, yeah, you're seeing a lot of celebrities and, down there. And, I understand exactly, John. It'll be it'll be just like getting out of Florida when I wake up tomorrow yeah. and I uh, traverse the the city uh, there. It'll be just like Florida, but it's 65 degrees tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I I had a nice little meal this evening. I ran into. Uh, a friend of ours, Tom O'Toole Jr. You remember Tom O'Toole? Man, you're seeing everybody down there. 
Oh, and I ran into uh, Congressman Rodney Davis. Exactly. Yeah. What was That's he? That's what you wanted to. Well, I, yeah. Tom O'Toole, Rodney Davis, you got uh, Jack Coder, everybody's down there. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. Rodney, he says to me, he goes, Oh my God, I didn't recognize you without Hancock. <laughs> I was like, Seriously? <laughs> Congressman? I can, vouch for that. I can vouch for that. Johnny, he did say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. I will say you look a lot better with me standing next to you. Uh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> hey, uh, where are you guys dining down there? Oh, we're done with dinner. Oh, um, yeah. we're, it's Florida, man. We're old. We got to eat early. Yes. Well, Listen, the green jello has been consumed, and everybody's about to go to sleep for the evening, John. Green jello. That's what old people well, that's eat. That's what old people eat. That's oh. what old people eat at the. At it, 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 the kitchen. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably an excellent point. Uh, so you're coming back tomorrow. We're going to emcee uh, a dinner at the uh, Missouri Athletic Club tomorrow night, you and I, Michael. Yes, what time is that tomorrow uh, we night, We need John? to be there at 6 p.m., and we'll awesome. be moderating a discussion between former senators Claire McCaskill mm. and Roy Blunt. And uh, if you're in this form tomorrow, it's going to be quite an evening, Michael. No, I'll be far better. Uh, and it was absolutely, that will be a lovely evening. And, and John, hey, yes. listen, yeah. one of the things that brought you and I together uh-huh. uh, was former Senator Gene Carnahan. That's uh, correct, yeah. You, you and I were both involved uh, in that campaign. Uh, First her time we re-election. ever met. Yeah, she had been appointed. Uh, to take the re- the remaining term uh, for uh, Mel Carnahan up until the time they could have an election. And I was advocating for her, and you were uh, advocating for Jim Talent. I was. And uh, it's what helped us become good friends. And let me tell you, I know that uh, in the same way that I feel about Jim Talent, a fine man, I disagreed with his policies. I'm sure you felt the same way about Gene yeah. Carnahan. And uh, uh, it's... Um, it was sad to see that she had passed this week, and uh, it, I don't know. It feels like the the passing of a, 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 a some type of timeline in St. Louis and in Missouri politics. Yeah, and no question, uh, Gene Carnahan. Well, it's a it's a throwback in time. Uh, politics is not like that these days. Uh, she was a, a very wonderful first lady for the state of Missouri for the better part of eight years. Served um, after tragedy, I can't even begin to imagine losing her husband and son in a plane crash and within months uh, filling that seat that her husband would have filled had he lived. And she did it magnanimously. And um, she's a lady that so many people looked up to. And I did not know her. Uh, but people that knew her well uh, speak uh, very, yeah. uh, very fondly of her, and you and, count you among them. An absolutely uh, lovely human, uh, John, and um, uh, I remember that night vividly, as I know you do too. It was a watershed moment uh, in Missouri politics when that happened. That, uh, if you remember, uh, uh, Al Gore was going to have a debate over at Washington University yep. with. Uh, George Bush, correct? That is correct. And uh, that was when Missouri was a swing state. And uh, that crash happened uh, about two days before what was supposed to be the night of the debate. And uh, those days are seared in my uh, mind vividly. Um, 
And I, I think about her often. She was a lovely human. Yep, and right up to the end, she was blogging about St. Louis restaurants, Braxton Payne, and yeah. we're going to tackle some of those topics later the, tonight. Uh, Michael Kelly, I wish you well, and I, um, it's gratifying to know that the arch is not the only thing lit up here uh, in St. No, Louis this evening. Uh, <laughs> I've got everything under control yep. down here. If, if you guys need anything, you let me know. Buddy, you'll be uh, <laughs> among my first dozen phone calls. Jack Coder, thanks for joining us. Uh, John, great to hear from you. Always a pleasure. When we come back, our NFL insider is going to join us right here. It's Wednesday night. Hancock and Kelly Braxton Payne sitting in right here on The Voice of St. Louis. KMOX. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on KMOX. In the National Football League. The Guardians of the Gridiron meet on Sunday, and they struggle to earn the final few inches in the trenches to cinches the final outcome of a historic (laughs) game. Super Bowl 58 awaits the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Who will come out on top? I'll tell you who will come out on top. Our NFL insider will come out on top, and he's going to tell us what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. Welcome back, John Hancock, to the voice of St. Louis. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0 last week. It is great to be back. And, Mr. Payne, it is a pleasure uh, to have you in the studio this evening. It's always good to uh, hear your voice, uh, my favorite, John. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So you called it. But, yes, 2-0. 2-0. All right, let's go back and recap what we all just saw. Uh well, not even a week ago. Uh, we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, much-favored Baltimore Ravens. So, as I said on air, there was a 0% chance, a 0% chance the Ravens were winning this game, and it was looked that way from the start. I was proven correct. Lamar Jackson, I like the guy. He had a good game the previous week, but he melted down on the biggest stage. It, I don't know what they were doing. They they were the they have an elite rushing offense, and they ran the ball I think eleven times. It's like they were trying to prove a point that Lamar can be a pocket passer and trying to force the ball throw throw throw. When the Chiefs have an elite pass defense, and their weakness is that teams have been able to run on them all year. I don't know what they were doing. I put that loss on John Harbaugh, the head coach. Terrible game planning, and you know Mahomes made the, a few big throws when he had to. That defense was humming, and they got the easy win. Yeah, the Kansas City defense, I think, uh, has come a long way over the course of the season, and that unit was really good on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's it's now carrying the team. I mean, you hold Mahomes to 17 points. You know, a few years ago, you would assume you won that game with how their defense has been in years past, but they are a, sh- a sharp unit, a top unit, and they came out to play uh, every, every game this season. And then we turn our attention to the other game. I I think everybody's sentimental favorite going in there was uh, yeah. Detroit Lions. They came out to a phenomenal start, and I think at halftime, uh, most of us thought that game was over, but it was not. Yeah, that, that was a heartbreaker for Detroit. I, I would have liked to see them win that game. But Dan Campbell, he went for it on fourth down early on in that third quarter when he could have kicked a field goal to go up by three points or 17 points, make it a three-score game. Brock Purdy got the ball, and he does what he does. He throws it up there, and God smiles upon him. It goes off a Detroit Lions uh, defender's helmet into the arms of Brandon Ayuk, and all of a sudden the 49ers were back in business. The Lions fumbled the very first play of the next drive, and 
Next thing you know, it was a tied ball game and Brock Purdy and the Niners did not look back. Yeah. So John, so we have 11 days till the Super Bowl. Uh, who, which team is, uh, do you think benefits the most from having these 11 days off, uh, you know, with healthy players or being able to plan for each other, which team has the advantage in these next 11 days? You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, without a doubt, if you look at Andy Reid historically, he is great coming off of a bye. And the Super Bowl, essentially, the week before is a bye week. He is, you know, arguably the greatest coach of the 21st century. And you give him that time to dissect the 49ers defense, that defensive line for, for San Francisco has looked shaky. And if you give Mahomes time, that offense is starting to click more and more every week. I think they're going to be dangerous and the extra time plays well for the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because they got Bosa back, the 49ers did, for the uh, NFC, NFC Championship game. And he was kind of a non-factor. And, and uh, for as good as the 49ers were billed, I thought that was a kind of – I mean, they got lucky to win that game. I think we'd all agree. Yeah, they did. They did. That line has is, – is not what it used to be in years past. Uh, Chase Young, the acquisition, he hasn't been too strong. Uh, they, you can definitely run on them. And Isaiah Pacheco, he's going to you know be hitting them for all they are worth. All right, I think I know where you're coming down on this, but uh, for the folks listening at home, how do you uh, handicap the Super Bowl 58? So I'm going to save this for next week. You know, I'd like to get a, uh, you know, do my research, my due diligence. I I don't want to have to, you know, go back and go back on my word, whatever I say. I I have a lean, but I'm going to save that for next week. Well, so I have a question then. So, you know, obviously we have the uh, national anthem sung by Dolly Parton at the Super Bowl. What's your handicap on that? I think the over under is two minutes and uh, 38 seconds right now. The last I saw, do you think we're going yeah, over so, uh, that or under ha- that hammer that hammer that over? You saw what she was wearing on Thanksgiving. She wants the attention. <laughs> she wants the spotlight hammer that over. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. One of the big uh, controversies that has arisen of late, uh, a lot of folks and myself included are beginning to posit that perhaps we're witnessing the greatest tight end in the history of the National Football League and the person of Travis Kelsey. What do you think about here, here. that? Yeah, so look, this is this is an argument that a lot of casuals are making. A lot of people who don't understand football, who don't love football, who are just happy to see Taylor Swift. They're saying that Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end we've ever seen when we, we've seen the greatest tight end of all time. Just you know, a few years ago, he was active. Rob Gronkowski, without a doubt, is the greatest tight end in the history of the game. Well, I mean, you got to look. Kelsey's hands, and I, I, I'll grant you, he dropped a few passes during the season this year. He's been absolutely clutch in the postseason. No, he's a, yes, yeah, he, he's a great receiver. He is a great receiver. But tight ends, what are they supposed to do? What did they do back in the day? They blocked. And Rob Gronkowski, without a doubt, is a better blocker than yeah. Travis Kelsey. Gron- Gronkowski blocks on 47% of his snaps. Kelsey, 36%. And Kelsey's an average blocker at best. His brother, obviously, is much better than him. Gronk could go one-on-one against the defensive end, and he pancaked Terrell Suggs. I mean, Gronk was an animal on the line. He was the sixth offensive lineman while being a you know a top, top target for Tom Brady. And people say, oh, if you're arguing blocking, you've already lost the argument. I would posit. I would say Gronk was a better receiver than Whoa. Travis Kelsey. Oh. I know that's here. Mm. I know that's hearsay. But yeah. if, if you look at it, Travis Kelsey lines up in the wide receiver position over 20% of his snaps. Gronk, 8% of his snaps. So there's a big discrepancy there. Gronk was creative. He was explosive lining up in that tight box. If you look at their best seasons, Travis Kelsey's best season in 2020, again, no fans. 
He had 1,416 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. Gronk had 1,327 yards, so about 90 less, but 17 touchdowns, six more than Travis Kelsey, while being targeted 26 times less. If you look at it, Travis Kelsey has been Mahomes or Alex Smith, whoever the quarterback was, the top target. Seven years he has been that team's top target compared to one for Gronkowski. Gronkowski does it with less less targets. He was explosive. He had a, he had a combination of speed and athleticism we don't typically see from that tight end position. You look at their best years, Gronk blows them out of the water. You, you take away, you, I'll give Kelsey the longevity, but Gronkowski, without a doubt, the better tight end. Honestly, you could sell me anything at this point. I, I you know that entire speech. I mean, sure, Gronkowski, go for it. But I so I have a question for you though too. We were talking about Kelsey. You mentioned, you know, I think you kind of mentioned Jason Kelsey there, his brother. Do you think he's done? Is he retired or is he going to come back for one more season? Is he going to come play for the Chiefs just for uh, to play with his brother for one season? What do you think he does here? Yeah, I don't think he'll play for the Chiefs. I, I could see him coming back one more year, but I wouldn't be shocked if he wants to hang it up. And the Philadelphia Eagles could be in for a world of hurt if he retires. He was the you know, driving force, the impetus behind the tush push, the uh, Jalen Hurts QB sneak that they run. And that was about the only thing they had working for him at the end of the year. Everything else fell apart. I, I've never seen a center impact a team like Jason Kelsey, and that would be a big loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no doubt about that. I want to go back to this tight end controversy because I, you know, I've got a little, I've got a few years on you there, John. Uh, I'm thinking about the great tight end from the University of Missouri. Went on to play for the San Diego Chargers. Dan Fouts throwing him passes, setting all kinds of records at the tight end position. A great blocker, fabulous receiver, great speed. Downfield, I'm speaking of Kellen Winslow. Uh, Where does Kellen Winslow fit into your all-time ranking of tight ends? Look, Kellen Winslow, without a doubt, a great tight end. Uh, You have to put him in the top 10, but you can't compare him to Rob Gronkowski. It's kind of like comparing Babe Ruth to Barry Bonds, like, yeah, it's, it's different It's different eras that you're looking at. If we're looking at pure talent, obviously Bonds is better. You can make an argument for Winslow if you look at the – make an argument for who the peers were, but even then I think you still have to give it to Gronk, especially he came on in the early 2010s. He was a game-breaking tight end. We'd never seen anything like it, and you know he was automatic for Tom Brady. And as I've said, much more efficient. Well, folks, there you have it. Our NFL insider weighing in on all things except for his prediction of who's going to win Super Bowl 58. We'll have to stay tuned. For yet another week before we find out those pearls of wisdom emanating from Chicago, Illinois, where we find our NFL insider, John Hancock. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. We'll check in with you next week. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. When we come back, Braxton Payne and I are going to talk about the really important things of Super Bowl planning. What dishes are you going to serve? What plans are you going to make? Big party, small party, no party. That's next on KMOX. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Hey there, John Hancock with Braxton Payne sitting in for the vacationing Michael Kelly. That's, uh, well, you know, he gets a few weeks every year (laughs) and he gets to step aside and He's done so this week, uh, and Braxton is with me. The Super Bowl's coming up in two weeks, Braxton. Mm -hmm. Now, I've known you for years. I knew you when you were young, single, wild, footloose, (laughs) and fancy free. But now you're married with a young daughter at home. And Super Bowl 58 is just around the corner. What are your plans for this year? 
Yeah, so, I mean, in years past, you know, I've never been a huge uh, – and when the Rams were here, I kind of got into them, like, the last couple years they were here. But when they went to the Super Bowl, I was, you know, decently young. I mean, I remember walking around the mall and, like, seeing all the Rams stuff. So I really wasn't – you know, I've never really been into the NFL. So every every huh. every Super Bowl, more recently, um, mainly because of fantasy football – um, so most recently, you know, we would go over to friend's house and things like that. But now having the baby, I mean, the, the Super Bowl doesn't start till you know, what times kick off? 540. 540. Uh, her bedtime 730. And, and my wife's a huge Chiefs fan. She likes to watch the games every week and she doesn't want to be anywhere for the game. So we're going to stay at home. Uh, and we're just going to watch it at home. I'm sure uh, one of my good friends, he lives down. He just bought a, a condo down the street from me. So he might come over and hang out with me. But we pre-ordered a tray of lasagna Ooh. from one of the new restaurants in uh, Benton Park called Press. Uh, Press. So they were doing a uh, little special. They have stuffed pizzas, uh, yeah, which yeah. are very good. Um, but they had lasagna. I mean, so tell they, me about the lasagna. So they uh, hand make all their uh, all their shells there. And, the uh, shells are handmade, and they press. grind their own meat. They there. grind their own they meat. They shave right. their own uh, cheese. They're shaving the cheese, and at then press. Yeah, and then they scoop their own and ricotta they, cheese on there. The, mm-hmm. well, the ricotta cheese are scooping. Yeah, a little little ricotta cheese they're in there. Scooping the ricotta cheese, and then the marinara sauce is the also marinara. homemade. It's homemade. So you got, uh, you got tomatoes going on there. You got so the, yeah, so it's. Pretty the oregano so. in there. Uh, and so they, they, all of this stuff is going on. Yep. So all you got to do is you go pick it up between 12 and 3. How many layers in this? Uh, I, I think it's going to be six layers. Oh, honey, six mama. layers, bud. Honey. For mama. $40. And it's, it's really? for six people. It feeds, feeds six, six people, people for $40. $40. So do the math on that. So, yep. So. With, just with tax, you know, $3 uh, tax there. Like so a couple bucks a person there. I mean, exactly. It, uh, this is gotta, a, all you got to do is throw it in the oven. That's the best part. You pick uh, it up from 12 to it's 3. Oh, and so it's cold. So you cook it. And then you just put it in the oven, you know, whatever they're going to tell me, probably like 400 this. for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pull it out. I already got some breadsticks oh, that we're going to like garlic cheese breadsticks yes. stuffed with yes. cheese, you know, they're yes. beautiful. And we're going to have some of that. And then I'm going to mm. pick up some salad from some a salad. good old Joey B's on the hill. Joey B's. Uh, and which is some of the best salad in yes. St. Louis. Mm. Uh, a little bit of Caesar. I like oh, their you Caesar. Put the Caesar on I there. like their Caesar salad. Uh, what about the, where, where, where do you come down on the croutons? Uh, so I love the croutons. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I, I love, I love bread. Now, I mean, you I love a, garlic I anything. Are so. you, are you a crunchy crouton person or are you a light fluffy crouton? Uh, so if it's going to be crunchy, I like it a little burnt. Uh, but I, I don't mind like the little bit softer, kind of like the old school Olive Garden oh, croutons buddy, are a little yes. bit softer. That's my, that's my, that's my speed right there. Yeah. A nice fluffy crouton. You just, you got a little bit of a carnage, you know, when you bite into it. Uh, but it's not going to, like, destroy your molars. And, uh, yeah. And now, the, nice... the only thing I'm missing, though, is i got to figure out a dessert. So, you know, we'll probably have some, you know, some, a couple oh, drinks. But like, i I got to figure out a good dessert. Because oh. normally what I do is I DoorDash Dairy Queen down no, no, there on 55 no, 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 and Bayless. I mean, it's the best Dairy Queen in all the land because oh, it gets there pretty quick. Now, you got the you got the lasagna, the six-layer lasagna with, mm-hmm. the, with the with the ground meat at the place and the in the homemade marinara sauce and the, the and fresh the shaved, scoops the scoops of the ricotta and all of that going on. You got you got your you got your garlic uh, breadsticks whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Uh and you got you got your salad over here with the Caesar and the and the little light fluffy cre- you, you've got to have spumante for oh. dessert. Or cannolis. I wouldn't mind a cannoli. That sounds, oh, but 
Uh, you know what? I you know as obviously as your wife's Greek, but baklava is one of my favorite d- desserts. Hard to beat. of all time. Hard to beat. I mean, it's just, but it's also good. You know what? I when I love baklava the most is in yeah. the morning. You oh, put yeah. it in the fridge and you eat it like for essentially for breakfast. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink caffeine. Oh. So like, but if you have a nice like a little hot tea, oh, it is the absolute best all in the morning. Right, yeah, baklava for breakfast is good. If you're if you're gonna do Greek pastries for breakfast though, and if you do drink coffee, and I do, uh, let me strongly. Recommend the uh, what's it called the uh, uh, coulombiettes. Uh, the coulombiettes, you 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 dip them in the coffee there, and there may be not a finer taste of this side of the Pecos than uh, the coulombiettes dipped in uh, magnificent hot coffee. Uh, so that's so you're not a big party guy on the Super Bowl. You know, I, I would have been, but also it's a Sunday night. You know, you got to get up and you got to Well, but go Monday's a holiday. Monday oh, after Monday's the Super Bowl a, well, is a holiday. Tell everyone else You that. don't have to, you know, you don't have to go to work. Well, what uh, they should do is, is plan it around President's Day week and give them another, like, you know, they do in the— It used to be. You know, it used to be that— give us, uh, give us a real day off. Well, I mean, back before they extended the season and they added, a, you know, 100 teams to the playoffs— You'd have the Super Bowl in the middle of right around Martin so John, Luther what do, you, King what do you like to do for the Super Bowl? What, what it, like traditionally, and then what are you doing this year? All right. Well, I don't know what we're doing this year. Um, it's coming up. You only to, got like yeah, eleven yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so for me, a perfect Super Bowl experience, Brax, is uh, it, it's a it's an appetizer palooza. Mm-hmm. That's the, what we were going to do. And, so, I and that. Uh, so the appetizer palooza at, at our house would involve Georgians. Blue ribbon roll-ups. Hmm. These things, bacon, uh, spinach. Uh, they got a little, I don't know, water chestnut, something going on. And uh, it wraps it all up. Magnificent, these things. And then, of course, her spinach artichoke dip, which is beyond anything you can possibly. You, I'll tell you what. You put a wheat thin in that puppy, and life's just good right there. Mm-hmm. You got that going on. And what Super Bowl party is complete? Without the old round rye bread with the dill dip in it, I know it gets poo pooed as being passe. No, but you you get the round rye bread. Oh, so it's still one of my favorites. You put that dill dip all up in the middle of it there, and you're dipping in the the pieces that you cut off, and then you're ripping the you're ripping the. Uh, my dad used to make a homemade. dill Yes, dip. well, that's oh. the only way to make it. Oh yeah, but like you can get the store bought. Yeah, no, no, you know, no, the yeah, beans yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it is. whatever. Uh, but no, <laughs> and, and you're and you're dipping that sucker in there, man, and you got the mm, the, the the dip there, and you got the rye bread in your hand, and it's big. And you stick that sucker in your mouth, and it takes up all kinds of space in there, and the flavor explodes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the myriad of appetizers. Throw some chicken wings in there. Yes, yeah, sure. Love chicken wings. Little little mini are you, wieners. Are you drummy or, or flats type type guy? I prefer the drummies, but uh, Same. but I, I, I can go I can go with the wing. I mean, I'm you know I'm okay with that. I can go with the you know where you got the bones and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mini wiener in barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Underrated, I think, by so many people. You know, you don't see it in the finer parts of town. You know, the biggest evolution. You go to Ledoux, they're not eating mini wieners out there. But uh, I'll tell you what. Chesterfield, they are. Because, good. you know, that's where my in-laws are. And oh, they're, yeah. They're, there's always every party. Oh, the mini wieners every are. Every party. Yes. Ballin. They're out yes. there, too. And who among us would eschew the crockpot meatball? Uh, Is the crockpot meatball not one of the greatest foods Ever created in the history of food? I mean, with the little toothpick, and you, yes. you know, you kind of reuse the toothpick. You feel a little dirty, but you, you with you one toothpick, buddy, you, you can, don't get any germs on it's it. It's like you're good. 
One toothpick at a Super Bowl party is like going through Epcot at Disney. The, the, I mean, you got a little <laughs> of this over here. You go over there, you get a little of that. Yeah, and you know, you got you got Mexican over but, here. But it has to be a little like the sauce has to be a little like still boiling with oh, the yeah, meatballs. Little, you yeah, don't yeah, want to get because yeah. then it gets kind of like you know filmy at the top. It's just boiling just a little bit. The one the one appetizer. That I did not know existed when Ooh. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then now I think every party Everybody, has it. Yeah. Is a buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, I mean, but there was nothing. I, mean, I don't remember that ever being a thing. It until wasn't a I thing. Was, you know, it was somebody 10, made it years up. ago. But now it's every single party. There's a buffalo chicken. I dip. don't like buffalo. Oh, you don't like buffalo? Sauce. No. What, what are they? What? What? Are, what, I don't what, even, what, what, what do you have your wings in? Then are they just like dry rub wings? Or are you, but you know, ranch dressing, buddy? No, but like no, but like the buffalo ranch dressing, but the buffalo sauce. Maybe for the perfect wings. accoutrement to any kind of food. You can dip anything in ranch. You oh. could. You, you like blue a, cheese? Are you no, anti-blue cheese? Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Blue cheese is great. Oh, it's like toenail clippings. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, no. I don't like blue cheese. It's, 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 it literally is eating mold. So when so when I so when I would go to uh, Super Bowl parties, my biggest irritation is obviously you want to watch part of the game, but like, you know, half the thing is you want to watch uh, you want to watch the commercials. Yeah. And everyone, you know, when do you talk at a Super Bowl party? Because you can't talk. You're not really, you, you're supposed to be watching the game, so you can't really talk during the game if it's one of your teams, especially with the Kansas City Chiefs in it. Right. A lot of people from St. Louis are going to be watching the game. They're invested in the Chiefs now. Then you can't talk during the commercials. I mean, what's the point of going to a party if you can't talk, though, for four and a half hours? Hmm. And you don't want to talk during the great halftime show that's going to be Usher this year, which I'm personally very excited about. Usher. Usher, yes. Uh, we, we talked about this last or a couple weeks ago. I don't remember, but he's an R&B artist. And uh, uh-huh. he hasn't really had a big hit anytime recently. Well, but he since has a Reagan lot of good was president. Hits. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Usher, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what he sings. What is he saying? What's his big hit, mm-hmm. Usher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can go out to break on one of those songs. I mean, you're going to find, find an Usher song? Oh, that's a clean one. That's, you can find a clean one. Oh, he version. has dirty songs. Oh, I mean, uh, what name a song that there's not curse words in it. I mean, come on. Uh Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Itsy bitsy spider. Yeah. <laughs> to dream the impossible dream from the man of La Mancha. Uh, imagine. Most most songs don't have swear words mm-hmm. in them. So you're telling me Usher. Songs that you a, listen to. He's got yes. blue lyrics out there. Oh, some. I mean, but you know, that's what makes I'll tell it you good. who doesn't have blue lyrics. Oh, God. Taylor Swift. Oh, hey now. Does not have blue lyrics, but she has become. She has become. That's Usher right there. Oh, though. oh, I've heard that song. Yeah, exactly. You've heard it every every. I guess he'll be singing that. Uh, that's to. when we'll all be talking when he's singing this thing <laughs> in the middle of halftime at the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift has become the subject of conspiracy theories. I wonder what folks think about all that. Is Braxton Payne, John Hancock? It's on Wednesday night in St. Louis on the Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insterity, HR that makes a difference on News Radio 1120, KMOX. All right. Well, oh, we're, uh, we've all been watching, or many of us have been watching football. Well, there she is. And I got to tell you, before, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks ago, it's my I, favorite Taylor Swift song. I couldn't have picked Taylor Swift out of a police lineup. I had no <laughs> idea what she looked like. I don't know that I'd ever listened to one of her songs. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I understand she's the ish, you know, she's like the most popular, whatever. She got a billion dollars on this last mm-hmm. tour. Well, she starts dating Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and she starts showing up at the Kansas city chiefs games, supporting they, her boyfriend. Yes. yes mm-hmm. And they're showing her, you know, there she is up in the booth there dancing away and singing and looking horrified when they're losing. And, uh, <laughs> she's clearly into it. And, um, and now all of a sudden. 
uh, my folks on my side of the aisle, uh, the, a lot of Republicans, uh, think that Taylor Swift uh, is a potential problem for Donald Trump, Braxton. <laughs> what do you make of this? I, 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 I really, it's so funny to me. Like, I can't even keep a straight face because, first off, I mean, Taylor Swift has, has always been in the public eye. She's been popular since, I mean, for the past, what, 20 years, probably? I mean, she had country. Well, she, she can't be 20 con- years. I mean, she, yeah, she was a country artist and right. then she became a pop artist, which, you know, took her career from zero to 100. She moved to Nashville. I mean, she lives in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I've seen a little bit of this. You know, I, I see the haters. I always expected, you know, when somebody's in the public eye like that and is so uh, in your face, but she doesn't want to be in your face. I mean, it's it's the fact that CBS, you know, shows her every other play. It's not her fault. Um, but she's just supporting your boyfriend. They kept their relationship private for several months before she showed up to a game. Yeah. Uh, and which, you know, astonished everyone when she showed up. Oh, they just first started dating. Then you look at the Vanity Fair article. They've been dating for several months before that. Uh, but I just do not get the hatred of it. I, I don't also. They, why does the right always seem that they want to turn everything into politics? Can we not just enjoy a pop star dating a what I would consider a quote unquote down home boy and Travis Kelsey? So he's a funny guy. He's good looking. He's just he's he's funny. Yeah, I don't think he's that good looking. Yeah, well, well. Uh, but it, it, so here's here's the the nexus of the of the controversy. So I guess a couple of years ago, Marsha Blackburn. The Republican senator from Tennessee was running for re-election, and Taylor Swift uh, wanted to support her opponent in that race. And so they had a family meeting with their mom and dad, her manager, and her her dad in particular is telling her, you know, why do you want to get into this politics thing? It's, you know, it's not her manager saying, you know, you're going to alienate half your fan base. It's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, these things are important to me. Reminded me of my daughter, honestly. And she goes on and on. She's very passionate about it. And uh, her dad says, I'm just worried about your safety. You know, I'm the one that bought the armored cars, he, he says to her. Mm-hmm. And she says, basically, she says, I've been a victim of stalking. And Blackburn voted against the Violence Against Women Act and blah, blah, blah. So based on that, there's the assumption that she's going to come out at some point and endorse Joe Biden over Donald Trump for president. And now there's this burgeoning conspiracy theory that has been expressed by no less than Vivek Ramaswamy uh, that this whole thing is is planned, that the NFL season is rigged, that the Super Bowl is rigged, and the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And you've got Travis Kelsey, uh, this guy who endorses the COVID vaccine with Pfizer— yeah, that's part of it, uh, and then tra- and then here's Taylor Swift, and they're g- and they're going to endorse uh, Joe Biden right after the game that the Kansas City Chiefs win because it's rigged. That's the conspiracy theory. If you're on social media and you follow the folks on the right, that's uh, that's what they're saying. It's just it, first off, it's crazy to me. For she she took a risk in 2018, knowing that Marsha Blackburn was you know presented she was going to win that Senate seat. Her thing in that video is what she, you know, when they were talking about it, she wanted to stand up for what she believed in. She's always taken a stance on politics. Uh, she, She's uh, at every single one of her concerts that I've gone to. Actually, I think it was like 15 years ago. I was at Scott Trade uh, Scott Trade Center back then yeah. uh, seeing her concert. Yeah. 
15 years ago yesterday, and every single concert you go to, you can register to vote. Yeah. She's always been semi-involved in politics. She really never has taken a side. Uh, she always encourages to vote. She lives in Nashville now. She voted in the last mayoral election, encouraging people to vote, never endorsed anybody. Uh, and then the whole Travis Kelsey thing, yeah, he believes in science and that you should get vaccinated, and God forbid. Uh, so you know what? It, it, it's the app. It, first off, are, do they not have anything else better to do, John? I mean, they, they well, just I sit think on it's probably Twitter not... and just like make yeah. up conspiracy theories about everything. I, I mean, think it is not board. good politics to be taking on Taylor Swift. Uh, it would be my, as a political consultant, I would say it's probably not a good place to be to take on somebody who's arguably the most popular artist in the world right now. And I'll tell you what I've learned about Taylor Swift. I knew nothing about this woman. She has written every one of her songs. Yes. She's that's, more of a songwriter than she is a that's singer. Remarkable. That's remarkable. Sure. I mean, that's remarkable. And she's a good businesswoman as well. Mm-hmm. And um, she pays her staff well and gives nice bonuses to her and to everyone that, you know, works for her. That's Braxton Payne. I'm John Hancock. When we come back, the much-anticipated weekly visit with Maria Kina right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. KMOX.